Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. This morning we are going to receive the word of the Lord. The word of God is coming to you this morning. And if you are ready to receive the word of the Lord, with Jesus' joy, help me as we welcome our pastor and bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeru Amar. Hallelujah. As we come, as we gather in this place today. so much. This is your house. This is your home. Pray that this morning you will touch our lives, Lord. That this morning there will be healing. This morning there will be deliverance. This morning there will be a translation from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. This morning there will be a translation from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God's dear son. Holy Spirit, have your way touch our lives, speak to us, transform our lives through the word, let your word have an impact on somebody, let your word illuminate somebody's life, in the name of Jesus, let everyone say amen, Amen. shout a better amen, Amen. and clap your hands to the Lord, hallelujah, 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 Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be in church. Amen. And I believe that every time that we come into the presence of God, God blesses us. And this morning will not be an exception. Amen. And so believe and trust that God will speak to you. God will bless you. God will deposit something in your spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, something amazing I discovered this past week is that a lot of people don't hear the announcements that are given in church. I met somebody who said she doesn't know that we even have a midweek service. You know, I met a pastor who said we don't announce the the, the 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 services and this is a pastor he sits on the front row one of you <laughs> like Jesus Christ said one of you is a devil <laughs> he said does he know that <laughs> he doesn't know that he said we don't announce he said wow so I think that 
every sentence that I make, I want you to ask your neighbor to make this, repeat the sentence to your neighbor. But it's very amazing, amen? Hallelujah. So the title of my message this morning is Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. So, so say, say to your, <laughs> say to the one next to you, the title is Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. Because we've been in the church for more than one year and not know that we have midweek service. So say to somebody, we have midweek service every week. Have you said it to this person? Say, are you aware that midweek service is now on Wednesdays? So tell the person, every Wednesday, we have midweek service. From what time? From 6 o'clock. So tell to the person, every, mid, every Wednesday, we have service, midweek service, from 6 p.m. Oh, you're not telling anybody. <laughs> now, don't assume that the one next to you um, is aware, Okay. I want us to turn our Bibles to Romans. I'm preaching for a very short time. You'll be amazed how short the message will be. But Romans chapter 5, I want to turn to verse 6. Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. The Bible says that for when we were yet without strength, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Amen. May God add his blessings to the reading of his holy word. May he say thanks be to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in the verse 5, which, verse 8, which is our scripture for today and our theme for today, the Bible says that God commended his love. God commended his love. It's like somebody tells you to go and tell somebody that I love her. So the person goes, or even though that doesn't even tell you, but the person is trying to tell that, oh, Charlie, this person is a good person. This person loves you. It's commending the person's love to you. It's like it's giving you a recommendation. Amen. And Bible says that God commended his own love hmm, toward us. And when did God commend his love towards us? In the while we were yet sinners. You know, when you are down and when you are out, many people don't want to have anything to do with you. When you are down and out. But not with God. I said not with God. We can all be in the car and then there's rumor that maybe you are going to, you are, you, are, you are pregnant. You are not married, you are pregnant. So that now people begin to not come close. They don't know whether their pregnancy has, is infectious. <laughs> so you see people are trying to shun you or maybe you going to don't do, uh, it's, there's rumor you've done something bad. So people try to shun you, people try not to come close. 
you know, nobody will say anything to you, but when they are around and you are coming close, then you see they stop talking. So they'll be talking about you. When you are coming close, then you see that everybody stops talking. I mean, when you come close, you realize what they are talking about. You'll be wondering, why are they discussing football? These three girls, why are they discussing football? But it's because they had to change what they were talking about. And football was just what came, came on, the, on, on the scene. So human beings as we are, we reject people when they are down. We reject people when they have a fault. We reject people who we think are some way. But not with God. Amen? I said not with God. And several times we take what we experience in life eh, and we equate it and attach it to even a relation with God. And because of that, we are not able to fully receive the love that God is extending towards us. But the Bible says that in that, while we were yet sinners, hallelujah. So when we were down and we were out, that is when God actually extended his love towards us. Amen? I was preaching in a wedding yesterday. And I was saying that there are three types of love. They say what? Agape love, which is God kind of love. And then what else? Philo love, which is a brotherly kind of love. And then what? Eros love, which is what? The sexual kind of love. And I said... Feel your love, you know, brother, sister in the relationship, you know, everybody knows it. When it comes to Eros love, even people who are not married, they know that one. But when it comes to agape love, which is a God kind of love, many people don't experience it. Many people don't give the God kind of love. The God kind of love is a love that says that the person is down, but you have to pull the person up. God kind of love is a love that says that the person has been rejected, but don't reject the person. That is a God kind of love. Hallelujah. And most times, even we Christians, we don't know the God kind of love. So I was saying to the couple that yes, the way your marriage is going to survive and succeed is when you practice and experience the God kind of love. The love that says that while we were yet sinners, when your spouse has done something wrong and you love, that is the God kind of love. When your spouse is out and down, that is a God kind of love. And so God's kind of love is a very, very different kind of love. And so this morning, I want to extend to you the God kind of love. That in that while we were yet sinners, while we were without strength, while we were out and down, the Bible says that God commended his love towards us. Hallelujah. Somebody clap for God. He's a wonderful God. Amen? I say amen. God is a wonderful God. And you may have tried many things. Human beings may have failed you. Somebody said, oh, I love you. Maybe the person's love was Eros type of love. Amen? And the moment he gets his Eros um, activities, that is it. Or the person's love is philo type of love. When he doesn't get something from you, that is it. But God's kind of love is a love that always wants to give. Amen. 
It's not the lamb that wants to take away from you. It's not a lamb that wants to take your dignity. You're a young girl, a young man says he wants to sleep with you because he loves you. It is not God. She wants to take, he wants to take away your dignity. Are you with me? Which prophet one day described, imagine an apple. When you take a bite on an apple and you leave it there, it begins to go brown. So these days, the apple that I, they use fertilizer to grow, eh, it begins to go brown. Is that not the case? So imagine that you are there, and I say, oh, shall I have something nice for you, Bishop Dennis? Something very nice. You really like it. Then I present it to you. It's an apple that has about three bites. Amen. Say, mm. Mm. And it has become brown. It has become brown. Green apple or uh, yellow apple, that part has become brown, brown patches. Say, mm. What is this? You reject it. Is that the case? And that is when people... What people do to you when they take away your dignity. Amen. But every dignity that has been taken away, God is restoring it with his love. So yes, Pastor Eric may reject certain apple, but God will say, it's okay. I can mend that apple. I can restore that apple. I can mend that apple. I can restore that apple. Amen. So it doesn't matter how down you are. Amen. And I'm just not talking about only those who are not born again, but even you, you are born again. And there's a hurt somewhere. There's something that has, you know, really damaged you. There's something that is circulating in the choir about you. And it has hurt you, pa. But this morning I came to tell you that once you are down, once it has affected you, pa, there is a certain love. And that love is God's love. I said that love is God's love. I said that love is God's love. So Paul was saying that God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, in our lowest state, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Let me describe to you about three states that we are in. The state at which God's love can meet you and God's love can change your situation. When I'm preaching, don't, don't do like this. You are resisting the message when you do like this. So relax. Say to your neighbor, relax. And say to your neighbor, every Wednesday, 6 p.m., we have midweek service. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number one, God commended his love towards us when we were helpless and without strength. Amen. When we were what? Helpless and without strength. When we're helpless, it's like you've done and done and done. Nothing is changing. Amen? You've tried many things. Nothing is changing. You are without strength. You can't help yourself. You know, it could be as a result of you not listening to your parents. So now, like, your life has become some way. But even in that stage, I'm announcing to you and I'm commending to you God's love. Amen. Amen. Even your pastor may not love you. Because, also, because maybe you, you, you abandoned a sheep, so your pastor is very bored with you. Are you with me? I said, well, you abandoned a sheep, so maybe your pastor is bored with you. Eh? It's a state. And you can remain in this state in the church for five years, and the state is not going. Every time you see the pastor, you feel like dodging. Do you see? But at this morning, I'm commending God's love to you. I say, I'm commending God's love to you. God's love is greater than your pastor's love. 
your pastor is trying to also get to God's love level, but he has not reached God's love level yet. And yet I'm announcing to you that God commending his love. He himself came and commended his love. Hallelujah. If God is commending something, who, are, who, who is a human being not to accept it? Amen. As if God himself is giving a recommendation, who is a human being who can change it? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So while we're in our lowest state, eh, while we're without strength, God commended his love towards us. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. The Bible says, fear thou not. You know, several times when God meets people or sends an angel, he says, what? Fear not. Because there's so much fear in the world because of our experiences. Because of the things that we've been through. Because of the things that we've experienced. There's so much fear. Are you with me? Maybe your father died at the age of uh, 50. So when you are 49, you are really afraid. Because your uncle too, you remember your uncle too died at 50. So as you are approaching 50, you are afraid. I say what? You are afraid. But I came to announce to you that fear not. Amen. That fear not. Amen. Because nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. It says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. God is saying he will help you. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my what? Righteousness. Amen. In 2 2 Kings chapter 6, I think verse 26, the Bible says that the king of Israel was passing by on the city wall. And a woman cried out to him, Help me, oh, oh my Lord. Give me, that, give me that scripture in the Amplified Version. I like the way the Amplified put it in verse 27. He said, Help me, oh my God, my king. Then verse 27. He said, If the Lord does not help you, from where shall I get you help? <laughs> he said, if, you see, he's saying the king, Help me. Hallelujah. You have been crying to somebody, Help me. You have been crying to your husband, help me. You have been crying to your senior brother, help me. You have been crying to your daddy, help me. But here the king gave the appropriate answer. Amen. He said, from where? He said, if the Lord does not help you. Okay. The king himself, he wants to help you. But it is the Lord who has to touch the king to help you. Amen. Is that, you see, that is why the Bible says we should not put our trust and our confidence in man. Because the arm of flesh will fail you. Maybe your pastor wants to help you. Okay? But if God himself has to touch your pastor's heart, put the scripture back. God himself has to touch your pastor's heart. So if the Lord does not help you, from where shall I what? Get you help. Yeah. From where shall I get you help? So there are people who want to help you. Because when they see you, they smile with you. And that is why you even go to them with your problems. Because they look like people who can want to do something about your situation. At times they call you and they say, oh, this situation, how? How is it going? And you narrate, you narrate, you narrate. And after you narrate, they pat you. They say, the Lord will help you. I mean, the person himself cannot help you. And that is the answer the king was giving. Amen. 
He said, if the Lord does not help you, from where shall I get you help? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. But I came to announce to you that God commended his love. God's love is not just agape love. God's love is not just eros love. Because God's God also wants intimacy with us. Hallelujah. But God's love is an agape love. The love that when you are down, when everybody rejects you, the love that accepts you, that is God's love. I said that is God's love. I said that is God's love. So number two, God commanded his love towards us when we were ungodly. Hmm. When we were what? Ungodly. You know, in John chapter 3, verse 17, after with the popular scripture of verse 16, then he said that, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn you. Because, because you are ungodly, hmm, the chances that you'll be condemned is very, very high. Amen. But in God commanding Islam, the Bible says he did not send his son into the world to condemn you. Hallelujah. But that the world through him might be what? Saved. So God sent not his son into the world to condemn. Amen. So God's love that is commending to you is not commending his love to you because you are a righteous person. No. But God's love, love is even stronger that is coming to you because you are an ungodly person. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. It says, but God who is rich in mercy. Say rich in mercy. Say rich in mercy. There are people who are rich in money, but they're not rich in mercy. They don't give. We call them Armstrong. Armstrong. Not ham, not Armstrong. Armstrong. I had one girl boy saying Armstrong. It's not Armstrong. It's Armstrong. Your arms are strong. Amen. <laughs> but that when you hold, you know that people when they when they hold you, you can't release yourself from the grip. Especially if they have been either farming or, you know, they, their grip is very strong. There are people with loose grip. There are people with strong grip. And so when they grip money, the money does not leave. That's an arm strong. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says God is rich in mercy. Mercy is getting what you don't deserve. Amen. Mercy is when judgment is about to crucify you. And the message says what? No. Message says no. And God is not just merciful. In fact, his name is merciful. And why? Because he's rich in mercy. You know, this country, for instance, used to be called Gold Coast. Like God is merciful. Eh? This is Reverend Ben. So when you see God, you can say this is mercy. This is merciful. So in the Gold Coast, because why? Because there was a lot of gold here. We were rich in gold. But we are still rich in gold. Are you understanding? Yes, we are still rich in gold. So when we say God is merciful, we mean he's rich in mercy. Amen? Some people say God is a God of second, second chance and third chance. And then they stop somewhere. Because like now they've done it. Actually, hey, now we have rich. Will God forgive me? Oh, but God is merciful. He's rich in mercy. Amen. 
A lot of you have not seen before, so you don't know what I'm talking about. As a lot of you have not seen before, so you are not clapping for God for the mercy that He has turned towards you. No, I just want you to take 10 seconds and cast your mind back. Some of the activity. I mean, don't go too far because we are in church. I said, well, don't go too far because we are in church. But just cast your mind back a few, you know, incidences and activities. And you are sitting down in church. And you are wearing white. You are put on pawns. You are sitting down in church. God is rich in mercy. I said, God is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not like the mercy, you know, because there are a lot of us who, for instance, have given our life to Christ before. But then we've fallen off the rail. Amen. When you see at times you are watching a movie and then the train is going, then the train gets off the rail. The whole thing becomes damaged. And at times you feel like you are in that state. But even if the train can be put together, how much more the creator himself? Because by the word of his mouth, he created man. Hallelujah. By the word of his mouth, he created things. Are you understand what I'm saying? So when the Bible says he's rich in mercy, it doesn't matter how far you have gone. It doesn't matter how low you have gone. We used to sing a song that God's love is so wonderful. Eh? God's love, it's so wonderful. God's love. It's so wonderful, God's love. It's so wonderful, oh, wonderful love. It's so high, it's so high. You can't get up so low. It's so low. You can't get up so wide. It's so to. God's love can pick you up. Amen. I said, it doesn't matter how low you are going to. You know, just imagine that that small puppy you have brought into your house goes to do poo on the carpet. You know, I don't know what instrument can actually scoop the poo and leave no stains. So you can't imagine how God's love can scoop you out of how low you are going because the poo has entered into the fabric of the carpet. Especially a very fluffy, hairy carpet that's entered into the fabric and the, and, and the DNA of the carpet. Are you understand what I'm saying? It has become one with the carpet. But however low it is, however low you are going to, God's love can scoop you out. I say God's love can scoop you out. Hallelujah. Amen. That is how come that the blood can wash you to become as white as what? Snow. Amen. These days, we don't appreciate, we don't sing those songs. The blood of Jesus. He said, for it reaches to the highest mountain, mountain, and it goes to the lowest valley, valley, the path that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. For it reaches, for it reaches to the highest mountain, mountain, and it flows 
sickness in your body, just touch it right now. God is touching somebody's stomach. The left side of your stomach right now. is touching your stomach right now. The blood. The Bible says that when I see the blood, when I see the blood, you may have been sentenced without you knowing to death. But this morning, the blood is speaking for you. The blood is speaking for you. Receive healing right now. I say receive healing right now. Receive a touch from the Lord right now. I say receive a touch from the Lord right now. The Lord is healing somebody here right now. Because the blood is flowing. Come on and it reaches. salvation. 
That is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Say, but God commended his love toward us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This morning, you want the blood to wash you. You want the blood to come through for you. You want to be cleansed in the blood. There is nothing that can wash away our sins except the blood of Jesus. There is nothing that can make us whole again except the blood of Jesus. So precious is the blood that flows. And this morning the blood is flowing. And that is why God commended his love towards us. Nobody should move around. Nobody should move around. With every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. This morning, I want to apply the blood. I want to apply the blood. I want my sins to be washed. I want to be cleansed. I want to be made as white as snow this morning. There is nothing that can do that for you. There's nothing that can do that for you. So wherever you are, with every eye closed, I want you to say, Pastor, pray with me. Just lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Lift your right hand right now. God bless you. Lift it very high. Lift it very high. I want to see it where I am. Just lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be washed in the blood of Jesus. I want the blood of Jesus to cleanse me. I want the blood of Jesus to make me whole. You can be made whole again. You can be made whole again. What can wash away our sins? Except the thing that God commended to us. You have lifted your hand. I want you to leave your seat and come to me right now. Just come to me right now. Quickly. Come to me right now. Quickly. Hurry up. Hurry up. Quickly. Just come. Come. Yes. The blood is reaching out to you. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus.
God's power to save is still the same. I say God's power to save is still the same. And I'm glad to say that Jesus never changed. His power to save is still the same. You are in the congregation this morning. Many have come, but there is still room here for you. You want to say, Pastor, I didn't lift my hand, but I believe that I need the blood of Jesus to wash me. Wherever you are, I want you to come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. I say, come quickly. Come quickly. Yes. For it reaches to the heart. of you that we are here this morning. There is nobody else important except you. I said there is no one as important as you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to pray with you, all of you from here. After I've prayed with you, my pastor here will give all of you a book. There's always something that helps. It's like you go to JSS or you go to university. You need materials. And there's a material that will help you. Written by our pastor, Bishop Dr. Ward Mills. But I want to pray with you. But I want you to make this prayer your own prayer. Many, many years ago, in 1974, I prayed this prayer. Though it wasn't, it has not been easy, it was worth it that I prayed that prayer. So I want you to also pray that prayer with me this morning. I'm leading you, make it your own prayer. And believe in your heart. Because the Bible says that with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made. So you believe unto righteousness, you make confession unto salvation. Lift your two hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord and pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I want congregation, everybody to pray. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus. Who died for me. Who died for me. I thank you. I thank you. That you commended your love towards me. You commended your love towards me. This morning. This morning. I come to you. I come to you. With my hands lifted. With my hands lifted. Asking you, Lord, asking you, Lord, to please forgive me, to please forgive me of all my sins, of all my sins, to please wash me, 
Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. This morning, this morning, please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. So that one day, so that one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, when you appear in the clouds, when you appear in the clouds, I will be with you. I will be with you. Please help me. Please help me to live a good Christian life. To lead a good Christian life. Please help me. Please help me to be a strong Christian. To be a strong Christian. Please help me. Please help me to serve you. To serve you. I want to serve you. I want to serve you all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.